Hello, Body Slams podcast fans, and thank you for tuning in to Thursday Night Slam. And I am one of your uh, pro wrestling analysts. I don't want to say host no more or co-host. It sounds, uh, I don't know, but analyst sounds better. I'm Keo Frost, and the man sitting next to me is another uh, color commentator, uh, analyst himself. Analyst. Analyst. Anal, yeah. Yes. T. Reyes, Tony Reyes, leader of the new school, actually 20 years ago, so I'm pretty old school now. Oh, yes, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, He he is pretty uh, old school, as I might say, and... uh, Mm -hmm. We have a great show for you for you tonight, but uh, I'm not gonna. But you already know from uh, checking out who our uh, guest is by uh, by uh, you know when you uh, log on to our page and you see our upcoming events, you know it's Dylan Mesh for tonight. Uh, I worked very hard and diligently trying to uh, per- persuade this guy, you know. Uh, the request of things he wanted. He wanted like all the best M and M's and stuff. He only wanted the green ones. Uh, uh, um, uh, he wanted his. He wanted his own locker room. Uh, I can't. Yo, this guy's a superstar. He's like, like, I don't know. I can't deal with that. You know what? I might just kick him off the show right away as soon as as soon as he gets on. Listen, all he asked for was a microphone and a clampy light on my end. I don't know what he's asking on your end. <laughs> look, 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 I I could, Dylan, I, I hope you hear me, but I couldn't get you the hookers you wanted, all right? The redhead was taken for tonight. It is what it is, so we just have to roll on with the show the, the, the way it's going to be. I'm sorry. I apologize. Nobody gives me the notes for these things. <laughs> but uh, you know what? We're missing a couple people, but let's uh let's bring them in the room. Our other analyst extraordinaire, Mr. Dennis Reaper. Top analyst. Yes. How you doing? You yeah, whatever corona? you said, I could understand. Yes, cool. I got a corona. Not the virus, yeah. the alcohol. You sure? Okay, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. And oh man. Our other uh buddy. The better Bernard, the Saint Bernard, Mikey. Hey, 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 everyone, brother. How's it going? What's going on, fellas? Yeah, yeah. this Uh, is the people's analyst. Hey, hey, Mikey. uh, (laughs) Yeah, the people's analyst, Uh, Mikey. I don't know if you saw earlier, but you guys probably did. I seen your brother's uh, new logo for his uh, new show. Did you see it? No, I did not. I do it. Was, it was uh, what? Uh, what is the logo? Yeah, it was uh, um, the two-inch penis PG. club. <laughs> it's a two-inch penis club. <laughs> wow! It, it, I, and you call yourself the A Show? Come on! Yeah, come I mean, on! Come on. Yeah, <laughs> not the, respect, listen. respect, Pat. How dare you? This is a, you sure there's not a G and a Y around that? You know, <laughs> Folks, uh, it's, a, no, it's no, a family no. show. God damn it! I don't know what the fuck is problem for doing that that stuff. Wait, hold up. Did I just curse? Wait, that's right, because this is Thursday Night Slam. This ain't Breakfast and Body Slams, which Breakfast and Body Slams is Devil Sports original pro wrestling podcast. And I'm sure people are starting to notice that um 
uh, that I'm mumbling a little bit. So, yeah, uh, just to let the cow out of the bag, why not now instead of later on? I had some dental work done, and uh, uh, Big Daddy here, uh, if you look in real quick, uh, see how shiny they are? Yeah, I got some old man dentures in. That's right. Curly whites. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, next. <laughs> I see Dennis over there uh, laughing away. I'm like, prick. <laughs> I know he got shit to I'm, say. I would have made fun of you saying it looks like you got a bunch of chiclets in your mouth. But they would out. fall out. They would have already fallen out. Oh yeah. But I can't make fun of you because see, I have teeth falling out. So like, I'm all, I'm 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 coming up to that road eventually. Well, well, I just want everyone to know if you guys ever get a tongue ring, please make sure to switch out the metal stud into a plastic one because that's what happened to me. Unfortunately, I was using the metal one constantly. It split the bottom teeth in half. So I have a little V-shape in the middle, and from clacking the, the ball across my gum line and the teeth, it wore down the enamel. So over time throughout the years, food and drink, the sugar and all that stuff got inside the cracks, and they rotted from the inside out, which on the outside, they look great until eventually it started showing. But it is what it is. I made a mistake. Uh if I would have knew a lot sooner to switch out that gauge, I would have done it a lot, and I probably would still be here with my 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 normal teeth. So if you're out there and you're getting a tongue ring, make sure you switch over to the plastic. You don't want to end up like me. But uh, let's get down to the nitty-gritty of giving the shout-outs to our Devereaux Sports family out there, none other than the Gobbler Inc., the Sullivan Squad, the uh, the Scrapple Boys, <laughs> the Old Heads, the Combat Misfits. Uh, we don't got our 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 our, our redheaded stepchild <coughs> new show back yet, not the new one yet. But uh, we do have our affiliates, the guys that were just on prior to us, Anthony, Andy, and Brian, and there are other guests that they had on tonight. They were discussing the Intercontinental Championship. On the Tornado Tag Podcast. As well as the two Daves. Dave Keener. And D.B. Richards. On the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. As well as our guys. All the way from Puerto Rico. Conversions de Lucha Libre. I don't know. I think you mumbled more than I. Conversion de Lucha Libre. Go ahead. No, you speak. Mikey, you do it. Nah, come on, no. come on, Mikey. You can. I'm do gonna it, butcher it up. I'm gonna butcher it. Yeah, what he said. Come on, say it, Mikey. Yeah, one time. What he said. Wait, wait. Say it again, and then I'll say it. Conversation de lucha libre. Oh, conversation de lucha libre. Yes, he got it. Next week that, he has to say. Yeah, next week you're saying it for sure. All right, I'll say well, it next. You know what? Um, without further ado, I know uh, I'll probably get shot. For... This guy, if I don't bring him in the room right now, he's going to be like some other uh, uh, old school wrestler and pull that Glock out when they're trying to rob him, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> no other than uh, Dylan Mesh. Booyah! Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? How's it going? What's up, brother? <clears throat> How's it going? 
Let me give oh, you the big screen. Not too bad, not too bad. Geo, um, I got in here despite the fact that those green M&Ms haven't shown up yet, so I'm going to trust I'm, that, like, I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. I apologize. What about the hookers? Amazon didn't get them to you right away. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. He gets M&Ms and I don't. You got Corona. <laughs> well, you know what? At this point, that's with Gio you and did provide issues, the alcohol. That's a good point. That's, that's I a mean, Gio's kind of getting to the point where he's not going to be able to eat certain stuff with the way that his teeth are going right now. So me and you can kind of split <laughs> those and take the ones one he wouldn't be able to do. <laughs> what? I think this is tremendous that we have you on the show tonight. Why? Because just recently, you actually surprised us in Hamburg. You wasn't on our pop-up show in Hamburg, but you surprised us as well as Outbreak Wrestling by debuting that night in Hamburg, PA. That is correct. And, of course, I mean... Uh, like almost anything in wrestling, there's a very silly story that goes with that. So um, I am pretty close with uh, the Paul Marcus Geiler. He trains with me at the Worldwide Dojo in Bristol, Pennsylvania. And um, he was like, hey, me and Mike Swanson are doing this convention in Philly. And then do you want to come up to Hamburg with us afterwards? Absolutely. Why not? Well, get to the 2300 Arena. And he's like, hey, can we take your car? And I was like, absolutely not. This is your drive. This is your show. We're not taking my car. You're not doing that to me. Well, he pulls up in his. I hop in, throw my stuff in. We get up the highway. We're not even three minutes on 95. And he goes, we got to turn around and take your car. I'm like, why? Nothing is wrong. He goes, look at the heating. He Look at the heat meter. It's going up. I said, why? He was like, um, well, I got in an accident a little while ago. And I think I cracked my cooling. I was like, thank you. Thank you for letting me know that now. So he pulls over on 95, and this is on that section of 95 where, like, the shoulder is, like, two inches wide. He just nonchalantly <laughs> pulls over, opens the driver's side door with these insane Philadelphia drivers, and just gets out, somehow doesn't die, and pops open his hood. He looks at it. He's like, yeah, it's a little low. He goes to shut his hood. It won't shut properly. It's not latching. So he goes, boom, boom, boom. But he does it six times. I go, get back in the damn car. We are going back to the arena. We are taking my car. I'm not going to die. Just, I'm not going to die for your, for the sake of your shit box. So he does 30 miles an hour all the way down to the exit. We go back around. We get in my car. And now we have to fly up the highway so he can make call time in Hamburg. And I get there and I say hi to everybody, including you guys. And then I'm standing there just hanging out, getting ready to just watch the show. And then I'm told, hey, you, can you wrestle in 25 minutes? No, like, absolutely, I can. And yeah, what happened, happened. And, and, and what, what surprised me was the uh, <coughs> uh, new look you had. Can you explain that to me? Because uh, before, for the, for, for, the, for the time that we know each other, I remember you... Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the character gimmick, whatever, was more of a steampunk type from, 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 so, from what I saw. That's a testament to how long me and you have known each other. So um, I started wrestling in 2017, and I think me and you met. I'm not on like my 
my third. Yeah, or you had show. the plain black tights. It was just mm-hmm. plain black, and you had the goggles. And then mm-hmm. little by there, you just start to uh, add it color a little bit here and there, and you added the vest jacket and stuff. Yeah. So basically, um, uh, very similar circumstances. When I had my first match, it was on a four day notice, and I was like, "Well, get tights." So I went to good old high spot and um, got those ex- express delivered. I was like, "Give me those long tights. I don't know if they're gonna fit or not, but they're gonna have to do." And uh, yeah, I had those stuck with those for a little while, and then I added the goggles just because I had them laying around. Why I had welding goggles, I don't know. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm wearing plain black tights. I'm like, I got to do something to look like a little memorable people. So I threw on the goggles, and I'm like, got a denim vest. that makes a little more sense than the goggles to have in my home. And, threw and, that and on, you know too. And, and you know what? I really like the goggles a lot because it reminded me of, of – have you ever watched any Highlander movies? I have seen. Oh God, I watched the first one a long time ago. It, it would be part two, like it's okay. When, when that's when he's older before he mm-hmm. becomes young again. Those guys that were flying around on those uh, like hoverboards or whatever, and they had the goggles. That's yeah. what it reminded me of when when I first saw you wearing them. I've also and, gotten. And I, um, I really dug that too a lot. I've gotten Adam Bomb too, which that's an honor. Mine aren't as colorful as his, but um. The problem with those things were they were legit welding goggles. And as you can imagine, the lens on those have to be pretty thick and they have to be pretty dark. So when I put them on and I went through the curtain, I can hardly see anything. Ah. Not people, not um, steps I have to go down, not a ramp, nothing. So, um, yeah, when you saw me doing my entrances back in the day, I was kind of terrified for my life trying to move around. So, um, yeah, cause yeah but... I- I believe I think I think it was when I first started meeting you. I believe it was at Lucha Libre Live. It definitely was three three it L definitely was. because you and uh, was it Eli Eli Isom Isom yep. and his partner was Ryan. Oh, what the hell was his name? It was Ryan. It was Nova, a tag team. Ryan. It was the guy with the red. He had red hair, right? Yeah, it yeah. was Ryan Nova and now Ryan Moody. Yeah. Both of them are yeah. killing it in ROH right now. Yeah. Yes. We were um yeah, we were on a lot of those shows back in the day. Definitely <clears throat> where I met you and those were a lot of fun, don't you think? Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I actually missed them. Oh, so there there's times where I'll get uh, uh Carlos calling me up. Uh, Gio, my friend, buddy, give me a call. <laughs> give me a call because he needed something or whatever. And um, from there, I started to see you at shows like Dog, and mm-hmm. then then you then you had a then I see you um, carrying the team of you and Dave Daw. You know, you're trying to carry that all that 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 weight on your back. <laughs> I see Dennis looking at me. Yes, I said Dave Daw. I, I, I love Dave Daw. No, no, no lie. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah, it's a good thing that I uh, I have a pretty regular deadlift routine because uh, my back can usually handle it. And then, uh, yeah, you've seen you've seen how that goes. So right now in the beginning of here, we jumped around a little bit, but let's mm-hmm. go back, way back, like uh, almost like an old school MC. We're gonna go way back, old school. Uh, what? Who was some of the? 
your favorite wrestlers as a kid growing up? Did you actually watch wrestling growing up, or did you get into it <clears> at, <throat> well, at you a later age? Um, so I grew up uh, at, just being fortunate at the age that I am. As I was growing up, I was born in '94, so right at that age where I could like, you know, where you start forming memories and like really just start forming your personality. It was like right when wrestling was super hot. So like, if you didn't watch wrestling, like it dominated American culture. Like I remember in school, like even people who didn't watch wrestling, everyone knew like most of the wrestlers, like in WCW and WWF and knew like details about them that like, if you ask people like on the street right now, they wouldn't know a lot of that stuff about people wrestling right now. So like I was pretty aware of it. And then I remember in 2002, my parents were split up and my dad started doing this thing when I would visit him where he would put on the WWF pay-per-views to like get me to sit down and just shut up and like just keep my attention so he could just like go hang out or whatever. Like go smoke a bong and just like stay away from the kids. Yeah. And I remember it was, it was like judgment. It was judgment day 2002. And like, that was the first pay-per-view I watched. And like, I was just completely hooked. And yeah, the Triple H and Undertaker were just coolest guys in the world to me. I don't know what it was. Probably the violence, to be perfectly honest. One of them was grabbing people by the throat and throwing them around. The other was literally swinging a sledgehammer at people. And I was just like, you guys are my heroes, which probably explains a lot about me. But um, those two, for sure, uh, definitely in those early years, were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> the greatest men walking the earth. I need to be like them. Maybe that explains the uh, denim vest, actually. Well, well, I, I guess the way you explain it, your first... Um, I guess your main memories that you brought up was guys who their characters were larger than life. You got the Undertaker, the Phenom. Then you got Mankind. Uh, you know, it's like these are like horror flip flick characters. It's like remembering yep. Jason and Freddy Krueger, guys like that. Michael that Myers. that that's never gonna. Uh, yeah, Michael Myers as well. Um. It's, it's characters that's not going to leave your memory for a very long time at all. Yeah, yeah, that, and that actually makes a lot of sense when you start connecting those dots. And as I look back, I mean, it's just such a, it was such a time of like, not, I don't know if you'd call it sensationalism, but just the stuff that they were doing was so over the top. Like, I have this vivid memory of just like, People swinging at it. It was like, it was some episode of Raw. And people were just like swinging at each other in the back, like throwing each other through glass. And I'm like a five year old child. Like, what am I looking at? And that's <laughs> that's not just like I don't know if I was I don't know if I was necessarily supposed to be watching that, but I turned it on. I got it, was viewing it somehow, and just like this yeah, is this, interesting. This, yeah, like the stuff that they were doing. Just and I think that that Judgment Day that Judgment Day O two pay per view was critical for me as well, just because. If if you remember that one, um, there was a Hell in a Cell match on that. And back in the day, God, those were incredibly violent, at least for WWE standards. Yeah, and yes, Chris, Jericho, Chris Jericho and Triple H bled everywhere. Tim White got thrown into the cage. His career was ended. Um, I remember they had that shot at the end. The match ended on top of the cell, and they had a shot where the camera was looking up and Jericho's blood was dripping onto the lens. That probably did something to me that, uh, yeah, they're stuck with me, but I just, I have such vivid memories of them just like going, pushing things further and further. And I don't know, maybe that's what kept me watching. So now fast forward, uh, at 
later on in life, when exactly when you decided that, hey, uh, or when did you find out that, hey, there's actually wrestling schools out there that I can attend to try to become a wrestler? I, I, what, was you still in high school or after you got out? So, I mean, I had... Uh, it was a relapse fan, like, uh, kind of like a lapse fan at a couple points, but for the most part, wrestling was like my thing for most of my life. So, like, just being as like deep into it as I could, like, I knew there were schools out there, but at the same time, I came to learn so much about the lifestyle and stuff like that. I was like, I'm never doing that. It's insane. Look what these people are never home. Their bodies are destroyed. Their families like seem to hate them. That's the way everyone describes them. It's just like, oh, it's like I, dude, that is not for me. It's cool that I can watch them. That's not for me. For whatever reason, that changed, like, um, in twenty December of 2016, I graduated from college. I graduated summa cum laude from Westchester University and came out of high school. I mean, came out of college, and I was like, I have no idea what the hell to do next. I was like, let's do something insane. Wrestling. Wrestling, that sounds great. Uh, that sounds like the great next logical step um, coming out of college. So I started researching schools um, in the area, and... The three I remember looking at closest were um, the Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey, what was the Chikara Factory in Philly, and then um, what was the Ring of Honor Dojo, which was in Bristol at the time. And, you know, I weighed my options, and I ultimately um, I got in touch with the people at uh, Ring of Honor's Dojo, and I went over there. I got to meet Will Ferrara and Cheeseburger, now world-famous CB. And uh, I got signed up, and then I started there in late January 2017. And then apparently, I guess, uh, uh, the dojo ended up moving to what? I think the Maryland or Virginia area or somewhere like that, I think. The, yeah, the, so they're, the, they're down the in actual orange dojo. Yeah, and then, and then uh, Cheeseburger, well, CB took over the old dojo, and it was uh, renamed the Worldwide dojo yep am i correct so right. yep yep right on all accounts um ring of honor i guess at one point just decided that they wanted to sort of expand all their resources they had an idea for the future and how they wanted to cultivate their their future stars so um, they had a fair bit of space down there i'm thinking it probably would have had a lot to do uh with them moving location i'm thinking it has a lot to do with uh uh, the um, Sinclair broadcast, and because since they were, I guess, the big name behind them mm-hmm. as the money people, so I guess pretty much whatever corporate says they're gonna do. Of course, me and Dennis always had this conversation, con- uh, constantly about when, uh, especially like with WWE, when we say about uh, they're doing this decision, doing that decision, it's mainly. The corporations behind it, like uh, Peacock, NBC, whatever, they're making the those rash decisions, whatever. So yep. for them to take it out yep. of the the Philly area, uh, what was it, uh, Bristol or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then move it on, it kind of took away from some people that's who maybe traveled there from the. Philly, New York, Jersey era, and then, mm-hmm. you know, so now it just made it a harder commute for those trainees or 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 up-and-comers from our area to get to them. 
So, but now I'm sure they got new new guys or from from the current area. But yes, please continue. You uh, at the dojo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, it that was also just going back to what you said. That was also a really interesting education in the way that um, like modern wrestling works. Just being under the learning system of a company that was that's owned by a T station. Because I was seeing firsthand how a lot of those decisions that were made by, you know, really higher ups who essentially didn't have anything to do with wrestling other than that they, they were like writing the checks. Like I saw how those decisions were passed down and how those people within Ring of Honor had to make sense of that and make it happen in a way that their bosses were happy, but that it still made sense for like the rest of the business model. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, it was it was really yeah, interesting yeah. to watch. Yeah, right down below we have a shout out from uh Pat Bernard. He's uh he's the guy behind Devereaux Sports. He's the one we always uh we get on his uh shit about us cursing and stuff. So <laughs> we're gonna get a swirl jar. But like I said, the whole PG show, we're gonna say that for just a Breakfast and Buy Slams morning show. As far as Thursday night slam, that's our gig and the pop up pipe bombs, but we're all still family. Um we're on the same loop. Uh, another thing, uh, another uh, nice shout out we got is from uh, uh, Papa Reaper. Yeah, have a great night, and don't forget to go to sleep, then Dennis. Yeah, he needs to get sleep. He unfortunately is going to be quarantined for like fourteen days. Oh, oh shit! Uh, that 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 sucks. That really sucks. Uh, uh, yeah. So going for so you're going through the training with ROH. Uh, then they split, CB took over, then you finished up your training with CB? So actually, I was one of, I get what you would consider like the last, um, graduates of that old Ring of Honor dojo, so. Okay, um, alright, alright. Yeah, so I, I had, I was doing matches and, and hitting the road and like doing shows a couple months before they got out of there. Um, I started in January of 2017 and my first ever match was July of 2017 um my first match was uh it was for pro wrestling explosion in somerville new jersey and i think they got out of there i think they moved everything to baltimore that was like november or december of that year and basically they kind of um they they rewrote their entire like plan basically so like that old dojo that i came into that was literally for like, hey, you can sign up and you can learn how to be a wrestler and we will build you from the ground up. What it is now down in Baltimore is more like um, like what basically like they pick guys that they think have the potential and they have them train there and get them ready for the roster. So it's not really so much uh, like you sign up. We'll so teach you how to it's wrestle. like it's almost like an NXT. They go mm-hmm. they find guys who they like bring them here and they mold them their way. Mm hmm. That's yeah. basically yeah, it. That's, gotcha. Yeah, and then and it's it's not a bad deal for those guys because you get to learn under Jonathan Gresham, who's there all the time. And I just did a seminar with him a couple weeks ago, and as you can imagine, just like an amazing mind for wrestling. Was, though, um, was was that the one? I think they. I think Gresham was just at Super Crazy at Skid Row yeah. Academy doing. Was that the one you were at? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah I was at that one. Very fortunate to learn under him. Um, nobody in the world wrestles like him, and I got to see why. It's because he approaches wrestling from just such a 
such a unique standpoint. And he really has, like, when he does, like, when he talks about that foundation stuff, he has been really, he's been hammering that home and been doing his thing. I'm not kidding for, like, at li- like 10 years. I know he's been working more than 10 years, but he's been, like, like working his philosophy into everything that he does for, like, over a decade now. And it's just, it's so cool to see him stick with that. And now he gets to share that with others. It was an amazing learning experience. Now, now going back to your first match, let's mm-hmm. get inside the head of Dylan Mesh. Um, oh, I don't know if you so, want to do that, but all right. So <laughs> they come to you, they tell you, hey, 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 Dylan, we got you on the, the show. You got your gear. Uh, what was it like for you mentally preparing to have this first match ever in front of a live crowd? Uh, you know, how just explain to us everything that was going on in your head. Um, it's one of those things where you start to get better. And I wonder if this was the same experience for you guys, but you kind of get to that point where you're like, Oh man, that first match is going to be coming up and you think you're ready and you think, you gonna have it all planned out, and then it actually happens, and you're like, "Shit, what? How do you get in the ring again? What's a lockup again?" It's like, "Do I know anything? <laughs> have I ever done this before? What the hell's gonna happen when I get in there?" It's just like the nerves were insane, and like I said, I had like four days' notice with this, and I just laid there every night. I was going to sleep like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna wrestle in front of people," and uh, day finally came, and I just found myself like laser focused, you know. Got it. Got in there. Um, did the first, you know, established what would be like, you know, everybody's got a ritual. So, like, just got into my gear and, um, you know, just told myself, you know what to do. You've been well trained. You can do this. And, uh, you know, went out there. And um, I think it was a better match than, like, it probably should. It had any, any business being because it was my first match. It was a tag team match. It was my first match. Um, it was Eli Austin's first match. It was, there was a, um, my tag partner was a guy named, um, Dion Dinero. It was his first match. And then there was Ryan Nova who had been working for a little while. Okay. So four but, very green guys. So basically these guys that you already been training with. So you guys mm-hmm. knew each other when, when mm-hmm. these guys, and you know what? I think that's the best option when you're going into for your first match. It's always good. Great to go in with someone that you already have in-ring experience with. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm sure, Dennis, you, on your, your your first match, was it somebody who you already knew? No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. My Mikey. very first... Well, well, I texted me. I don't... All right. So, would you... Now, I guess you can consider it my first match. Because technically, yes, it was. It was me versus Mess. But, so someone who you were familiar with. But that was, at, that was at a taping. No fans. But if it was first fans, then I had no clue who Frankie Frizzo, Vinny Hoffa, you know, Kwame and them were at the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. I uh, Mikey, I can't ask you because you are <laughs> the brother of a jobber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, he uh, is. I know you got in the guys you knew, right? I, I, I have two different first matches because, like, the first first match was uh, Shocked Overfest, as I told you. Yeah. But there was, like, two people in the crowd, three people in the crowd. Uh, it, it was bad. Like, I sold two of them tickets. That I do remember. 
it was against the Brooklyn Brawler, which you mean the Brooklyn Bomber? Bomber. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Brawler. Brooklyn Bomber. And God bless his gentle soul. He he's a good good guy, but oh brother. <laughs> and, and then we have uh, my first match with the company that I was training for. It was a tag match with the Huchala boys. Okay. And uh, Debbie versus the Beaters and me. You know, so it, it's kind of hard to say. It was everyone from the school. Yeah, everybody. So when you train with, so so that's a plus. But the, the first official match was somebody I didn't know, but but I, there was nobody there. It was like a, yeah. a, a Halloween throw together yeah, show. So whatever happened happened, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't my fault. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I <laughs> I, I I I was very uh, fortunate for my first one. It was uh, against one of my trainers. And I got all I did was bump and feed. I got squashed. It was an old school squash matches, bump and feed, and that's it. And 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 he took care of me. And um, I'm sure everybody here will agree. Within that first, let's say, six months or so, I'll even go say as much as a year. Uh, those butterflies will always be there in the beginning. Uh, your whether you know the person or not, you're looking at the crowd, you're listening to the reaction. If there are, if the crowd is popping for the matches before you and you're thinking, oh my God, I don't want to go out here and be the drizzling shits and the crowd just be crickets, crickets, crickets. And then the nerves before you go through the curtain and you always got to go pee. No matter what, everybody, you always got to go pee before you go... But as soon as the music hits and you go through the curtain, the adrenaline rush hits. And usually uh, you're just in uh, uh, the zone. You're in the zone. You want to get out there, hit everything, what needs to be done to make the match complete. One thing for sure, nothing is going to go accurate. Either something's going to happen on your end, something's going to happen on your opponent's end or partners, whoever the case may be. And I want to say technical difficulties. Something might happen to the ring, for all we know. The ropes might snap or whatever, you know. But you have to adapt to the situation, get through it, get back to the locker room. (laughs) Then you review the stuff in your head. And we are our worst critics because even though you might get... Dude, that, that that was good. That was great. You went out there, did that, da da. But yet, we're gonna kick ourselves in the. Oh man, I should have done this. I should have done that, da da. And we are a lot worse than people telling us sometimes. Now, how was your experience? On, like on that, like after you went out, you did the match, you came back. How did you feel? Was it okay? Great, awesome match, or did you redo the match in your head? And was you picking it apart, like? Damn man, I I I I fucked up here. I should have done this, done that, whatnot. Uh, so I remember we got through. We everything went pretty smoothly again, just because like we all knew each other really well, and we were all just you know generally well trained. So you know we were very well prepared for the situation. We were also lucky in the fact that um, CB was on that show. So like I think he had already re- he had already wrestled there was like later on in the card but like I know when we when we got to the back we went like right outside and um he was watching and um 
Oh, you know what? No, I remember he had already wrestled because he filmed it from his merch table. Um, he has that footage somewhere. And he went around back and he, like, you know, told us what, um, you know, what we did well and what we need to improve on. So um, that was also good because, like, sometimes, again, like, that adrenaline takes a while to kind of wear off. And you get, like, a level head and be like, oh, yeah, could have done that better or something like that. And at the same time, my first ever match, how am I supposed to know, like, you know, what could have been done better? There's obvious things, but then there's, like, the little things that, like, do make you better. And only somebody who's, like, you know with as much experience as EB, like, would be able to provide that. So, again, I was lucky in that regard. Um, we also noticed that a couple of us were covered in Old Bay um, seasoning. When we uh-huh. Came out. uh-huh. Because, um, oh, God, what was it? The tag team from Chikara. I think it was Caden Crawdad and um, King Crab, maybe. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, they, I think they were wrestling the Cyberhawks. And uh, there was Old Bay involved, and it did get on the mat, and it did get on us. So, um, yeah, we, did, we were covered in Old Bay after our match. Sweet, sweet. So you were kind of tasty, too, after the match. That's what's up. I'm sure the ladies yeah. loved it. Man, I remember to... we, we got outside. I remember we got outside. We got in the sun. And, again, it was, like, July, and we're all covered in sweat. And Eli goes, Man, my back burns for some reason. And he turns around. And he's just covered in this seasoning. And I looked down, and Ryan's kick pads are just covered in it. I was like, no, there's a reason for it. It's nothing. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Now, now for like the past, uh, well, we said about four years, going on five. Mm-hmm. Yep. What What is your highlight match so far since you've been uh, uh, working? So there's been a there's been a handful for a couple of different reasons. Um, one of them would be I got to do Future of Honor, which is kind of like a you know Ring of Honor's um, you know like their YouTube series where they kind of uh, like they highlight um, guys on the independents. And yeah, I got to almost do like that dark early on. Almost yep. like dark has yeah. for AEW right now. Yeah. So like this this was AEW dark before there was an AEW dark. Gotcha. Um, and sometimes they would do they would do tapings at that old dojo. I don't know if they do them at the new one, but they would do that. And then they would also kind of do the pre-show matches at their live events, where they would also then put them on YouTube. But I got to do one of those again. This was against Eli Isom, who I know really well, and you can see him on Ring of Honor. He's he's a really good wrestler now, and he was even really good back then. So like that turned out really well. I was super happy with it, and like you know that was like my first. First, any kind of like major exposure, you would call it like super early. I on, would, so that was pretty I neat. would personally say, uh, for you, that has to be top notch because just to say that you had the opportunity to to train with ROH and they have an opportunity to work in some form or way in an ROH ring, whether mm-hmm. whether it not on a main show, but in their uh, future of honor, whatever, on their broadcast, even if it's on YouTube, whatever, for them to uh, put you on their product out there, that's a step up in the right direction. Yeah, it was, it was, it felt really cool, kind of validating in a way, because on one hand, you could say like, oh, well, they're your, your student, they would do that. Well, that's not true. It's like, they're still like a top notch wrestling company. And they don't have to do that if they don't think you're ready. But they did. They gave us that spot. And 
it, it felt really good so like we had come that far where we could do that and, and that, um you know something they can't take away i was just about to say that exactly something that nobody can never take away uh you know you having that opportunity to, to work for them uh dennis do you have any questions for dylan <laughs> is that time? No, 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 no. Not oh, that. Not those oh, questions. Those questions. <laughs> other, other questions in general. I'm like, any mm. other general wrestling questions? If not, we can come back to you, and then we can get the T and Mikey. Okay, so for your debut match at Outbreak, okay. So like, that was the first time I've ever seen you wrestle, okay. And I was ringside taking photos, um, and I was actually really impressed, um. Just Thank with you. how your persona was um, for a first-timer, and I've been doing this for 13 years. So, character is everything for me. Um, I truly enjoyed it. For your first show at Outbreak, compared to other shows, I don't know how many matches you'd have by now, since you said you've been in just under five, or just about five. What would be your top five matches? Top five. Um, so that future of honor one that was in front of a crowd. So you can kind of take that for what it's worth. Um, I had a couple of them. There, there was a tournament that we that um, CB held at the Worldwide Dojo, and it was one of those like one night deals. Where there was you know, two four ways, and then the winners move on to the finals. Uh, so I main evented that show with uh, a large lad named Smoke Jones. Smoke was smoke's like six six. Um, I effed him up pretty bad with the chair before that. It was not good enough to really keep him down, but um, the crowd was really hot. As a result, I was really happy with that one. Um, I got to do a Beyond Wrestling taping um, when they came down to the Wrestle Factory. I think that was early 2019. I wrestled Gabriel Sky, who's now all over the place. Uh, I think he's out in. Um, LA right now for VXS. Um, that was really good. He's an he's such super athletic and um, yeah, it was really fun just mixing it up with him. Oh God, what else? Um, at one of the um, Lucha Libre live shows in Norristown, PA, um, I wrestled Tulpa, who you may have seen him. Uh, he was on um, he was on CZW. He was on Dojo Wars a lot. I think um, I might have that match on YouTube. Because I filmed some of the stuff with just my yeah. regular camera. So it might be on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, that one was really fun. Um, my second, I think this is my second match ever for Dog um, out in um, Glassboro, New Jersey. I wrestled the legendary uh, Biggie Biggs. And I didn't know how long that dude was working when I wrestled him. I just remember people were like, yo, take a look at your chest because it ain't going to look like that when you come back. I was like, that is absolutely <laughs> fine. He did. He, he did, in fact, take me to Chop City, but, like, I don't know. I'm kind of a sadist, so I was like, this rules. But my chest now, looks now, a raw hamburger. Now, I got I, 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 I got a question for you. Yeah. Was Biggie the hardest chops you ever taken? The hardest? I don't know if they were because necessarily the hardest. He had big hands. Well, the only reason why I say that, because till this day, out of the whole career I had, out of all the chops I took in, he was the only one to ever really make me cringe, ever. <laughs> Honestly. 
as far as like hardest goes, I mean, I was also trained by Delirious. I've had to wrestle him a handful of times. Um, he has one of those chops where you don't see them coming and he will send you flying back. Um, you don't, they kind of just come out of nowhere. And then speaking of like indie legends, I have wrestled patch multiple times now and like tag. tag. (laughs) Everybody loves patch. That's my hardest. Patch will light you up with those. Uh, Oh, I, I, I I had his too. And I, you, and like, you know me, like I don't back down when I really should. So like, he just kept bringing them the one night. And like, even after I got out of the ring, man, I kind of just took a little walk. I was like, all right, well, Maybe I can give my chest five seconds. They go, nah. He came out. He turned me around. He gave me some more. I was like, all right, well, I guess this is how it's like. So, yeah, there's been a couple. Biggie's hands are just, they're huge is the thing. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need the force I, behind it because he kind of hits you with those frying pan hands. I think, honestly, uh, speaking about Biggie, I was going through Facebook, and I think he officially retired from the ring today. Today? I, I, yeah, I believe he put it on his ah. Facebook. I seen um I'm gonna look it up real quick, but um you had um uh, what his top five matches you asked and how many did you say already? Oh god, I think that was three now. Three or four. Okay, you got two more to answer, four? Dennis. Why 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 okay. this up? I think okay. They have a three. Real quick, yeah. real quick, real quick. Patch yeah. is like I'm I'm just you gave me PTSD talking about it. <laughs> he 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 did an overhand chop. I ain't never gonna forget this for the rest of my days. Not not not. He went. I'm like, there's no reason to go overhand on me. <laughs> he went down. I went down, and I reevaluated my whole wrestling career in five seconds. Oh my god! Yeah, I, he doesn't mess I, around. He's as old school as it comes, man. All right, guys. Uh, I found it real quick. I did go to 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 Biggie's personal page. As of nine uh, thirty, twenty twenty one, at one forty seven p.m., I am no longer a professional wrestler. I filled my bump card yeah. up. On to the next chapter. How exciting! Love always, Biggie Biggs. So yeah. Look, to- well, I'm gonna say it this way: no matter what. Biggie, Biggie Biggs, he will always be a professional wrestler yeah. in the eyes of all of us. You can say you're not because you're no longer a professional wrestler. You will always be a professional wrestler. We're like the mafia. You try to get out, we pull you back in. It's a gang that you can't, you can get out of without yeah, being jumped out. Yeah. Basically, like you, you signed only, up for it. This, the only way you're going to get out is either, like he said, jumped out, which in our case would be blackballed. Or dead, <laughs> or, or or fall out of love with it. No, I'm not yeah. gonna say too far. I'm 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 sure the love's still gonna be there in here, but you know, you just move on with your life. But as far as getting out, it it has to be two ways: blackballed or death. Really, honestly, yeah, because the love's always gonna be there, even if you don't show it. It's it, you know, it's like your first love, a woman. You know, like whatever you know. Your high school sweetheart. She's always gonna have a uh, certain spot in your heart, or whatever. Maybe you know, if things were great and you guys went your separate ways, that's like wrestling. You know, you just happen to go your separate ways. That's it. You know, but you're still gonna love it. Yeah, 
And, you know, to that end, um, that match that I just mentioned that I had with him at Dog Dead, actually, it means even more to me now because that was during a time where whatever he had going on physically, he had just come back to the ring, like, shortly after that. And it was in that time where I, I – he didn't tell me this at the time. He just a kid. He just met. Like, why would he? But, like, I know he was still trying to figure out if he could, like, you know, just still go. You know, still be the wrestler he wanted to be, and just you know, you know, make a crowd happy. And I know he was like really happy after that match. Well, well I know he lost a lot of weight when he mm-hmm. started working back with Dog again. When 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 I was over there running the sound, and you were there with uh with Dave, um, mm-hmm. you know, he he lost a tremendous amount of weight. And the big thing about him, he was always a entertainer. So when mm-hmm. he went out there, you know, he he. He worked the crowd, you know, like, and 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 that's what he done. It was, you know, he he always has and he always will be an entertainer, whether it be in the ring or outside, just trying to cheer someone up because they're having a bad day or whatever. You know, he, he he's a straight up good dude, and you know, and 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 now since he said he's stepping away from the business, you know, hey, you know, kudos to him. Uh, you know, sometimes you know when it's your time to walk away. You don't want to push the uh, issue because sometimes we do have to step away f- from the uh, ring to let the next guys step up. We can't be that grumpy old man in the corner in the locker room thinking, uh, I wish I can get on the card or this and that because you're just taking a spot away from, from, from somebody else. So, And I know um, I... I found somebody put up footage of like some random Jersey indie show from like 1999. And I looked at the card and I was like, holy shit, Biggie was on. I was like, I didn't know you were working. I didn't know he was working that long. And I told him that. And he was, and I told him the date on, he's like, that probably, that may have been my first ever match. So like, <laughs> Hey, there's nothing. That's some tenure. You know, he has nothing mm. to be, nothing to be ashamed of, man. He, he put in his time. So, uh, Biggie, if you see this, thank you so much just for your presence and for the match that we had, and best of luck to, with whatever comes next. All right. Uh, T, do you have any questions for for uh, Dylan before we uh, drill him? <laughs> to uh, clarify <laughs> the P situation that he said, it's true on my angle. How many times do you have to go P before going to the match? So, Will, Fer- <laughs> Will Ferrara taught me. Will Ferrara taught me always. Even if he, he he told me one time, I was um I was at Gorilla Position um at Ring of Honor in Pittsburgh, and he was getting ready for his match. He was warming up, and he looked at me and he goes, "You always pee before your match, even if you feel like you don't have to." I was like, "All right, fine." That's hard. hard. I did it every single time. So like every time I go to before I go to get in my gear, I just go piss. I had to poop once. That was not. Listen, I I I make it. I make it my mission. I always tell everybody this story that I do not eat or drink any. I don't. I I do not eat anything after three o'clock because I've had a. I had a situation where I used to do the clothesline and the turnbuckle in the corner. The Miz does, and one of my opponents back in the day in Scranton decided to put his arm up as I jumped and caught me right in the gut. And let me just tell you that I did throw up in the ring. Um, and I actually was hurt and I was out of wrestling for about three weeks because of how messed up I got. Um, 
but I make it a mention that I do not eat. Um, and I'm very, I slowly not drink anything. Um, going pee before match is not a problem. I'll go pee to the match I'm up. But it's going number two that's the hardest. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Like, if you think <laughs> about it. We all agree it. with that. I wear, we all agree. I have the tights, I have the knee pads, I have the kick pads, I have the knee situations. <laughs> like, do you know how, like, we all understand. Mikey's sitting here going, what is he going with this? Mikey, picture it this way. Being a professional, <laughs> being a football player in school and having to take a deuce with all oh, that God. padding on their knees one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ten times worse. Ten times worse if you wear tights and you have knee pads and kick pads on and you have to roll those suckers down just to get the tights down so you can fit, sit on the toilet and not crap on your gear. Lord forbid it is a hot day in a fucked up arena that is nothing but sweat and bullets and you got to roll them tights right back up in the stall that you're in. Uh, I took a swampy mud pool. Oh, <laughs> Yes. I was gonna uh, say, on top of that, some of these buildings are just the the the, the venues that you end up in in indie wrestling are just the peachy and incredible and weird in their own way. And some places are some places you get locker room gets its own bathroom, not that big a deal. Some place, nah, fans are coming in and you got to use the same exact bathroom. And now you're sitting in there like a moron in your gear, you know, install <laughs> trying to be like, how did I get um, here in my life? Uh, um, speaking of throwing up, uh, we had uh, Jeff Gripley chimed in earlier. Yo, uh, if if uh, if he's still listening, oh wait, hold up, we we have another guy. Look at this. Look at that, Dylan. Oh, from Three uh, L, Carlos from Lucha Libre Live. Oh, he's asking how you doing, brother. Oh, uh, I'm doing even better now that I've seen your name. If you start running shows again, Carlos, you know where to you know where to find me. You know where to Car- find me. Carlos, oh. call Dylan. He wants to get booked. Hey, give and, me a call. And, uh, those shows and don't so forget, I got sound. I got sound, Carlos. I come to the music out. Too, music right? out. You got the curtain. Huh? Hey, you got the curtain too. You yeah. got sound. I have video. We got it all. We got it all. Uh, we have we, the whole package with we photography. Got Jeff, we got Jeff chiming <laughs> back in. And Jeff, that screwed up. Why would you dump? An entire, you know what? I don't even want to know why you would dump a trash can over someone in this top of the salt and taking a dump. That's funny, but screwed up. <laughs> uh, but the thing I was getting at, Jeff, since you're listening, was back in the day, uh, I think he knows where I'm going here with this. Him and a man known as Flex Wheeler, they I just. I love Flex. I'm not sure if it was Flex or Jeff. I'm going to go with Flex. Somebody was drinking, a, I guess, a protein shake or whatever before the match. And one of them ended up throwing up in the ring at Body Slams Arena. This is like in 94, uh, early 95 or late 94, something like that. One of them threw up, and they kept working each other, body slamming each other, soup, flexing, whatever, all over in this puke. And it was disgusting. Wait, wait. Oh, he says it was flex. It was flex. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I recently just saw a clip of a dude basically puke guts. It was an intergender match. 
and it was a widespread. And they were like, one, two, the dude kicked out, and everybody's like, why? I just um, saw that. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh my well, god, the gumption. I'm gonna put a timeout right, 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 right now on this conversation about puke and throw up and, and, and wrestling. Um since we got Jeff tuning in, our good buddy Jeff here, uh he's been battling COVID recently. And uh uh and and everybody been sending their much love and prayers out to him to get well. Uh, I stopped by the house the other day. He actually called me today before we got on air of the podcast to give me an update and stuff. So far, uh, he's still going to be quarantined a, l- a little bit. Uh, but but right now, he, he does actually sound a lot better than than what he did. So hopefully, in, with a little bit more time, he will recover full force with this. Uh, he mentioned to me that uh several people who went to the uh to the CAC over in Las Vegas, the the the, the cauliflower alley uh club, what they had out there, he said at least probably about twelve or more people probably really got caught the uh COVID while they were out there. One guy is I believe in a coma right now and he's uh younger a, a younger guy. Um, but yeah, um, we're all praying for, 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 for Jeff to get well. So, uh, if you can, if anyone out there, if you're listening, listening, go check out his page, uh, Jeff Gripley Evans, just, just, just send him some love, send him some prayers. He, he needs it. He's a vet. He's one of the guys who came before me. He's one of my trainers besides that, that, that Damien, he was there. He uh, he seen me get into business like even before I was of age. You know, I, I was I, I was I was uh, I, I was basically a grunt. I was one of those uh, 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 guys who just showed up and helped out the school, whatnot. Until I was able to start training and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it, like it really means a, a lot to me because. He contributed a lot. He's um, he 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 worked all over the Northeast here. He was in uh, he worked the NWF. He worked for he actually worked for WWF back in the day. So, uh, but yeah. So if you can, please, everyone out there watching, please please give this man some some prayers and stuff, uh, as well as many others out there who has contracted this deadly virus. It's been horrible for all of us. Even during the pandemic, where a lot of guys could not work, I'm sure Dylan, you couldn't work. I don't know if you probably did uh, school shows and stuff like that too. Probably during that time. Oh, I did absolutely nothing. I stayed far away from everyone. <laughs> no tapings everyone. at all. No, nothing, nothing. I um, I was training all the way up through April, and then um, you know when things started to shut down. I I told CB I was like oh, I'm, you know, gonna step away and we'll see how this thing works out. And then the stories of just one people getting sick at shows, and then two people just not doing what they should have been doing to prevent people getting sick. I was like I don't trust any of y'all. I'm just gonna like sit in my house. I will stay in shape, and that's what I did. I worked out like a maniac the whole time, and I stayed away until I got fully vaccinated in June, like the end of May. 
and I got back in the ring in June, and I was, like, back in ring shape by July. So, actually, the first, that outbreak match that um, you guys were talking about before, um, that was my first singles match since early 2020. Mm, mm. Well, well, I'm, well I'm, I'm glad we were there to actually uh, see it. It was kind of hard on my uh, view, though. I was I had a little monitor, so I couldn't really tell all that much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's right. You had a good setup back there. I, it, was, it was a cute little setup. Uh, we, you know, it, it, it changes every time, and I hate changing it up. I wish you know I was able to stick to one setup, but you know, uh, powers that be, they want different things, different times. So. Uh, it's it's gonna be shortly before I uh, uh, decide to just say hell with it and sell my entrance, so I don't have to deal with that no more. <laughs> but but it is uh, I would rather have my own building and 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 just work out of there. But whatever, it is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, going forward, uh, let me see. There was a deck of cards. Five oh, cards were cards. picked, and my man Dennis. He's has, a bit for this. Look at him. He has your death wish right now. <laughs> like, he's ready. Oh, right, yeah. Let's do and, and, and I've been dying my, to use these decks of cards since they came in the mail. Like, I've had them on my cell phone, and I haven't used them yet. So this is the first time they're actually making an appearance on any well, of the podcast shows right now that we know of. Well, go, go in future starting in November, where we are going to try to get them over to uh, Mikey. Mikey. If we, so he can be the one asking the hard hitting uh uh podcast question on the cards. <laughs> but uh <laughs> go ahead, Dennis, take it away. Hmm. I'm shuffling them. Because oh, I'm hoping okay. I, I don't want to get the good one on the very first try. It's a hard pick out of five. We see I know. it. Yeah, I know. And I'm not even looking at him. Like, look. Look, look, he's sweating now. He's like, what the fuck? Is I'm trying to emotionally prepare, not even mentally, <laughs> just emotionally prepare. All right, Dylan, pick between one and five. Give me four. It's my lucky number. All right. Maybe it's not my lucky number one. this time. It says, if animals could talk, mm-hmm. which would be the rudest? Oh, God. Dude, probably house cats. Mine is sitting right next to me, and he's been a little <laughs> bastard the entire time. Did you guys hear him, like, playing with his little jingly toys and stuff? Like, he would do that right now. He but, did well, that right. Well, let's see. Well, let's see your cat. Okay. G- get your this pussy. Is the, this is the squicket. <laughs> <laughs> this is his That's name. Like, is... um, excuse me. I'm sitting here not trying to be on television because you're not paying me enough. <laughs> his name is his name is the Squicket. He is my roommate, my consultant, my only friend. And He's your agent. Only, yes. Um, all business deals go through him, and that is why uh, nobody talks to me. But that's the way. <laughs> Probably the why you didn't get no green M and M's and exactly because you didn't get because you didn't get no catnip. Yeah, he probably intercepted them and sent them to to about two or something. <laughs> He's all very right. Cute, so pick a number between one and four now. You will go with four again. <laughs> you said two? Two. <laughs> if human came with a warning label, what would yours say? Oh god. Um 
probably something about explosive if kept in sunlight and heat. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to think oh, of like oh, just okay. common labels that are on stuff. That's fair. <laughs> keep keep far away from sunlight. You could be like a gremlin. Like like don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight. I'm, I'm telling you, man. When I when everything shut down and I like disappeared, I just straight up stayed in my house in the woods and I was like, This is wonderful and then I had to come back out and I was like, Oh Jesus Christ, what the hell is a city? It was terrible. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let somebody else pick a number for you. Mikey, pick between one and three. Please pick well. Three. Please. Sorry, I went with three buddy. This, one, this one's okay. I don't know why everybody I don't I I don't know. Says, what secret conspiracy would you like to start? Wait, say it again. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? Oh God, secret conspiracy. Um, that this whole thing with Chio's teeth is a front, and he actually collects other people's <laughs> teeth. If you go into Chio's house and you go in the basement, you'll find jars and jars and jars. Dan, if you think Dan Housen came up with that jar of teeth thing, he did, and that was Chio. That's my conspiracy. (laughs) How'd you know? How'd you know? (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, T, one or two? One. God damn. So the one that me and Chia both laughed at is the last card. All right, so Perfect. here's card number two, the, the second to last. He goes, if you were out at dinner with no cash, what would you do or say to get your bill paid? Uh, probably would start brandishing the steak knife that I gave me and uh, say, <laughs> say something like, I wouldn't even say anything. I'd probably just stand it right on the table and just make eye contact. Sometimes saying the least says the most. You know what I mean? And some people don't want to end their shift with fingers missing. And I think it's a good motivator. <laughs> I know what I would do. I would pick up my cell phone, start screaming, What? Hold on. No. Uh, for real? Uh I'm on my way. I'm like, oh my god, my wife's having a baby, and start running. Oh, oh my god, I'm having a baby. I'm having a baby, and start running out. Oh my god, I got kids in the hospital. <laughs> See, he actually uses his head, whereas I just resort to like maiming and violence. So I think that says a lot about me and him. <laughs> Look, I won't lie. Mine beats both of that. I would just make a prank phone call to nine one one and say there's a gas leak in the building. Oh damn! <laughs> I'm just saying, I would get the whole that, building taken away. Watch it! They're gonna trace that phone call. Wow! They're gonna trace that phone call. Good idea, motherfucker. Just saying, it's smart thinking here. Well, I think I would just well, complain. I do like Dylanson complaining about the food. Like, like, you brought this is this is what you know. I'm not paying for this. I mean, look, you have to be a really good Karen to get free food. You're not me. <laughs> okay. When you can go to the cheesecake factory, right, and it's you, your girlfriend, and two of her friends, and service was that bad that your bill was two hundred and seventy dollars, and you left with only having to pay for the alcohol, which was seventy. You can come talk to me then. Damn, pretty good. 
All I was supposed to get was free cheesecake. But what the chick didn't understand is I worked in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. And when she came, when she asked us for what she what we wanted for dessert, she go, we told her that we all wanted the cheese, what kind of cheesecake we wanted. My girlfriend said she wanted hers to go. We were going to eat ours there. This waitress legit brings us our, our dessert in a to-go bag and says, have a good day. Yeah. And I'm looking around like, hold on, did that just happen? No big deal, whatever. She's mad that she got yelled at because, first off, the appetizer I had was soggy as hell for a salad. Um, so and then got- everybody else got their meals but me. And I waited an extra 10 minutes before my meal actually got to the table. And I had the easiest meal ever. I had a hamburger. These people had fish and, sh- and steaks. So it made no sense to me. And she also didn't check on the table. She didn't ask if we want a refill. She was only asking asking if we wanted alcohol, not sodas, um, or water, or checking on us whatsoever throughout the entire night we were at this Cheesecake Factory. And then I go to the manager after we were about to leave because she had to take off the cheesecakes. And she's like, so how was it? I was like, well, your waitress ain't getting tipped. She's getting zero. And she goes, what happened? And I told her. And she's like, that's on a, that's on uncalled for. Not that no, no. She goes, let me go take off the cheesecake real quick and I'll be right with you. She gets it. She walks me up to the front to me and my friends and Nina. And she goes, by the way, I took all the food off your bill. I can't take the alcohol off because that's government. I'm like, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, like technically you could, you could wipe the entire tab. Yes, you can. I've worked in a restaurant yeah. with alcohol. Um, but I, I didn't expect to get a whole, you know, 200 and some dollars taken off the bill. So like, thank you. Fair enough. And then, yeah. and then I'm like, I'm at that point, I'm like, all right, well, maybe I should tip this waitress now, you know, cause like, she's probably going to lose her job after this tonight. And I feel horrible, but no. So the, the manager was like, look, if the service is bad, I wouldn't tip her. And I'm like, shit, your own boss just threw you under the bus. <laughs> If you can do what I did, then come talk to me. But I don't think anybody's ever going to talk. I didn't attempt to be a Karen, but I became a Karen. All right, All right so here's the last Karen. one. So I got to pick. Okay, so I got to pick a card. I choose uh, four since he likes four. There's only one left, you knucklehead. Count it four <laughs> times. Count Let it him keep doing a good job. I think your teeth are getting to you. Uh, <laughs> all right we'll go with one four times all right now dylan you need to answer this honestly you can't you all can't right. even lie i need as honest as possible right. for this all right. where is the strangest place you have urinated or taken a crap oh god the strangest <laughs> place there's a bear the shit strangest in the woods. place <laughs> I've done it, and I have no shame. So, like, I've done it in just the strangest places, and also, like, while inebriated and stuff like that. <laughs> I think I mean, there was a fairly recent one where, like, I was in a place that only had one bathroom, and somebody was, like, in, like, taking a bath, and, like, for whatever reason, just, I was like, I really need to piss. And they were like, no. I was like, all right, well, forget you. I'll figure this out myself. So there was a field, there was a field across the street. And for whatever reason, I was like, well, I can't be too close to the road. So I walked to the middle of this field and I just like stood there. Like if anybody looked outside, 
But other than like me pissing, they would have been absolutely terrified. There's an individual standing in the middle of the field. But like I just like stood there and just pissed in the middle of the field and just like looked out looked out over this town <laughs> as I pissed and then I pull my you know, pull my pants back up and uh you know, went about my day. Mikey okay. Oh, Mikey's turn. No, I gotta hear Mikey's answer to this one. Oh God! Strangest what am I? Place? Oh, jeez! place, come on, man! Oh man! Um, jeez! God, I'd have to sit here and think. I don't know if we have enough time. All right, well, we'll let you uh, think about that. Mine was in the sink of a at a party. I couldn't wait for the bathroom. I just said, "Fuck!" <laughs> I stood up on the keg and took a piss right in this guy's house kitchen, and they. Like, when I say there's probably about 200 people at this party, and probably 30 of them were in between the kitchen and the dining room for food, and you see everybody's head <laughs> because I'm standing on the keg to take a piss in Jesus' thing. Everybody's like, dude, there's a bathroom. I'm like, dude, someone shit all over your toilet and the floor. I'm not stepping in shit. Sorry. Not happening. All right, I got one for you. Oh, uh, God. I was coming back from an early show from Delaware. It was an afternoon show. And there was no bathrooms along the way. Finally, I pull up to a uh, uh, a convenience store, a small one. I, I, th- I think it was on 100 or something like that. Quick got out. Ran inside. I'm like, where's your bathroom? I really got to go. Just what happens, my zipper ended up getting stuck halfway. And, you know, I I, I couldn't get everything out, like, fully extended. So next thing you know, shit streaming everywhere all over his bathroom. Like, I'm embarrassed. Like, oh, fuck, man. I'm going to have to clean all this shit up. Like it, it was horrible. It, it, it literally was like a, it was like a scene out of American Pie movie or something like that with some dumb shit happening, and that's what happened to me. Like, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I felt so bad. Like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, where's your mop bucket? I'll clean this shit. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> T, strangest place ever pissed or shit it. <laughs> that was on the last card. That was on the last card. Kuwait. Kuwait. Well, you're over there. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Kuwait. No, no, no. You go there just to piss. No. Yeah. Kuwait had a... <laughs> when I was deployed, they had portajons okay. stationed everywhere. And we just like legit landed not too long ago. We legit Flew in, just landed into uh, Kuwait, took the bus ride from hell, which is like basically going from New York to PA, but in Kuwait. And uh, we got to the FOB. There's a bunch of Portageons. I'm like, sweet. I run in. I do the fucking bug inspection with the flashlight <laughs> to make sure there's no camel spiders, no nothing like that. Yeah. Sweet. 
I sat down. I started taking the juice. I finish. I go to reach for toilet paper. I'm like, oh, I'm diddling everything. I'm diddling, diddling. It's, a, it's There's all no air. Toilet, <laughs> Not no but toilet air. Paper <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm like, no wonder this motherfucker's clean. They just fucking rinsed it down. I'm like, oh, oh, no. I have no toilet paper. Thank God for me being smart than a motherfucker <laughs> and packing an extra pair of socks. <laughs> <laughs> and my fucking uh, DCUs. I'm like, fuck. Uh oh. <laughs> and, and wiped, rolled, wiped, threw it in there. Wiped, rolled, wiped, threw it in. I'm like, yes. I'm clean, and y'all can flush these socks. <laughs> but that, that, that was one of the worst experiences I had taking a poop, like straight up, like being out there and like not having toilet. Paper. Not it, it's not having toilet. Being out there and not having toilet paper. Like Look, I got look, the I got that beat. Nah, bro. What? Never. Well, you you can't say you're in Kuwait. You can't say no, no, no. you way. You got me. You got me on location. Beat. No, I no, need no, toilet no. paper. You got I me beat on location, it. but I got you beat on situation. Uh-huh. I had to take a dump when I lived in Florida, in the middle of the woods, and didn't yeah. have anything either. And I didn't think about it. Out? And I grew, I looked next to me and go, "Oh, look, leaves. They weren't regular leaves. What were they? Oh, it was poison ivy." Uh, I, I knew you were going to say that. So, yeah, uh, when you have to go to the hospital and the okay. doctors go, so what are you here for? And I go, I went to the bathroom in the woods and I used the leaf. And the only responses from the nurses, you are that that kind of stupid today, aren't you? Because it was poison ivy, wasn't you? Like, I don't know, but my butt itches and it fucking hurts. Now, now, and of course, now. they look and they go, it's, yep, it's poison ivy. Now, question, uh, Mikey, do you have your answer yet? If not, the only no, I really don't. I mean, uh, all right, well, well, well. Since that's the case, the question was, where have you pissed or 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 shit at the most uh, uh, weirdest? Uh, how how? What was the question again? Can can you read the card one more time? Uh, where is? I don't even need to read the card. I already know. Memorize it. Uh, Where is the strangest place you have urinated or taken a crap? So, Austin, where was it? <laughs> I see them. I see them sitting in the green room just watching us. So I'm gonna oh, get man. him at the last minute and bring him in because I know he's That's hearing foul. everything you're saying. That is foul. Sit down, Poor friends. Guy. Waiting sit. to come on in and get blasted with the most. I know. Everyone, everyone sit down and allow me to spin you the yarnest of yarns. Oh, because I was out with friends on, drinking one night, I don't we were roaming around by a baseball field, and I had to take a crap, and we couldn't find a bathroom. Me being drunk and being also an idiot that I still am, <laughs> decided to. How do I say that? I took a shit on home plate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. 
I, I guess you I were guess, safe. <laughs> I was, I was the, strike the strike zone was shitty that day. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's oh, great. That is so good. Oh, that, uh, that, okay. Listen, uh, that's that. It doesn't be tease. Like, that's no. is just yeah. fucked up, okay? No. All right. She well, has us all beat, but well, yours just beat mine. I thought me having a <laughs> white mask and poison ivy was good. No, nope. All right, uh, Dylan, we're pretty much uh, times up with uh, our segment with you. I want to thank you for graciously coming on and joining us and s- telling us some of the the finer stories of your four-year career. And uh, it was great to see, to see Carlos jump in the chat room. That that there came that out of awesome. nowhere. That, that, that was great. Um, now, you got two choices. Mm-hmm. You can stick around and talk general wrestling bullshit chat with us, or you can hightail it, get some sleep. I'm sure you got work in the morning. The choice is yours. Um- Hey, any other night, I probably would stay here and just keep shooting the shit with you guys, but actually there's a couple of projects that I'm working on, and I want to try to, uh, you know, knock some of those out tonight. Um, there's some, uh, with this new getup that I have, there's a couple extra things that I have in mind, and I've been talking to people trying to put some of that together, so I'm going to get to work on that. And uh, on top of that, no, not the goddamn guys. I told you, I'm not getting kicked out of New Japan like Loki, <laughs> because I have guys on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. I'll find a more creative way to get kicked out of a promotion related to my gimmick, but uh, we'll um, see. I get so, kicked out of promotions all the time when I tell the promoter they're a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, uh, they don't like hearing that, but the truth hurts. So, uh, Dylan, <laughs> where yeah. can they see you in action next? So, my schedule is, like I said, I only got back to uh, only got back to like a ring shape in like July. And then I start putting the feelers out in like August. So um, end of the year, it's kind of getting getting there for me. But um, I've been working closely with uh, Camp Leapfrog lately. So probably be appearing on their tapings and their live shows um, coming up. Um, been working with, I, I've been gracious, you know, after that first outbreak appearance. Um, did something for them that's going to be coming down the pipe. Um, hopefully be getting out there. Uh, pretty soon, and then um, you know what, <laughs> Jaden. Jaden didn't bring me for this next show for dog, but I'm gonna go down there and bother him. I'm probably gonna run in and make my own match if we're being perfectly honest. So that's where my head's at right now. I'm just gonna start that kind of sounds like a plan. It actually sounds like a plan. Maybe I should show up too, and we just like and we just heckle the shit out of the midget. Yeah, you know what? You come <laughs> out there, do your match. I know you said you. I know you got aspirations to do the manager thing again. So you go out there with me. Let me just let me just sock some dudes in the face and like see how Jaden reacts. And I'll try to talk as much shit as and I'll try to talk as much shit as I can without my teeth falling out. Yeah, grab a microphone, (laughs) throw your teeth, throw your teeth at the fans. I'm gonna bite somebody. I'm gonna bite somebody. That's what I'm gonna do. Do it. I Uh, hope this gets back to him. So, uh, Dylan, on social media, where can people follow you? We see already your name at Dylan Mesh on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Where else can they follow you at? 
Twitter is the best place for me. I try to keep all that stuff to sing because I hate something. I mean, I hate social anything, so social media ain't too different. So I try to keep okay. it all focused on uh, Twitter's the main place where you can see anything that I have going on, um, as well as my just general dumbass thoughts. Um, I do have Instagram. It's Dylan underscore Mesh. Um, those are literally just pictures with no context. So if you like, um, I don't know, subjective art, maybe that's your thing. It's really weird stuff with absolutely uh, no explanation. I'm, I'm going to let you know there's probably going to be some pictures of you coming really soon from uh, JoJo Photos because uh, okay. my daughter was there. She was at ringside taking pictures, so you'll get some p- pictures when you're at Outbreak. Yeah, I just got to get all the watermarks on them. That's all it is. I got to – I can't get – it doesn't want to work for me. Like, it's freaking retarded that it doesn't want to work. Oh, bye, Dylan. Okay. Bye, Dylan. <laughs> Don't, then you won't get the pictures then. No. All right. Well, ready uh, to go, Dylan, if you're hearing us and you logged off, okay, uh, thanks for coming on. <laughs> All right. Well, Let's. unless, uh, you know what? I think it was the cat. The the the, the cat told me it's time to log off and uh, s- smack the phone or whatever. And look at this <laughs> superstar <laughs> with his uh, uh, boom mic arm or whatever the fuck he got down here in the corner. Hey, take try- it easy. He trying to look professional <laughs> down here with the arm. It's it, I've I've had this microphone for a long time. Whatever. I just, Top. After I had a microphone, microphone. Well, yeah. I just yeah, like, after, the wire. after a while, it was just like space was an issue, so I just you know was using fucking, this guy. Fucking but, top flight podcaster, motherfucker! I see how it hey, is. It, it, it's oh my bad. Game my game bad. It's called professional. My bad. No, we got superstar Scrapper Boy on the show. We got Scrapper Boy. My that's bad. Right. Not sure about the lighting and, though. <laughs> yeah, the lighting's not great. I'm still working on that. Um, but uh, aside from aside from this, like I, I just random YouTube gameplay. So the the audio from this microphone is definitely better than from the headset. Clearly. Sweet. I can hear it too. It actually does sound really clear. Yeah. Nice and crisp. Uh look, so, once so, once I go buy this wire tomorrow for me to use the laptop on the mixer and actually have the um overhead hit mic, oh, I'm gonna dude. have I'll use these headphones, but I'll use the other the actual um shotgun mic. So I don't oh have to God, I, like worry so about clean. that crap. I know. It's gonna be so clean, dude. I can't beautiful. wait for that. Me neither. There's still not need another goddamn wire. You know, another thirty dollars here. Yay! All right, all right. So, so, ba- so basically, a lot of us here are looking top flight with our uh, our Twitter our Twitter handles on our screen, except for Michael. Uh, even though he said you he forgot to it. do that. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I did. I just forgot. I'm like, oh yeah. crap! <laughs> uh, come on, Mikey, man. You're supposed to be the better Bernard. What the fuck, man? You're killing us. Oh, Charlie Horse. All right, gentlemen, <laughs> it's time. It's time. Uh, well, you over. That's a UFC thing. You can't steal their line. It's time. We can sort of go with the theme and say the time is now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, well, we definitely can't see you. But there's teeth we can see. <laughs> I don't want to see. All right. So. It's you right there. I have not, honestly, I have not really been keeping track of what really is going on in the world of WWE and AEW. It's like I watch this stuff all week. I get excited at parts, but then yet, uh, with the way my work is and stuff, everything just seems to be a real blur. The only thing that's 
that 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 stood out so far all this week for me is the whole Arn Anderson thing. That's yeah, the I, only, didn't watch a, I, didn't, the most, I didn't get to watch AEW. <laughs> like that's so, my issue with this work week. I don't get to watch any wrestling during the week. I had to watch it on the weekend. So between uh Mikey, T, and Austin, basically, if you guys watch wrestling all this week, this is gonna be y'all three segments. And me and Dennis are just gonna chime in with our two cents whenever we feel like it. So which any so whichever one of you three want to kick it off and start, please. Well, I guess we should so. start off with uh, we'll start off with the Extreme Rules Fallout. Nah, well, uh, we gotta we gotta end it with Extreme Rules, man. You got it. All right, go, all right. Arn, Arn, that 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 yeah. Uh, that listen, is. listen, hold on. We saw Raw first. Raw Raw was fantastic. It was actually a pretty decent Raw. I didn't like the whole start the championship match and then some more crazy stuff happened and then go back to the championship match later in a cage. Cool with the cage, but, you know, Raw was actually pretty decent. It was a workman's show. There was a lot of matches. I, I, I don't know. I was busy watching the Eagles game. Sorry. You see, you asked for my opinion yes. about. Uh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. We don't mention that this week, Gio. We don't mention that. Uh, I don't Eagles care rock, about man. the Eagles. Um, but anywho, <laughs> Raw was pretty decent. Uh, NXT. Actually, let me go back to Raw. Raw was actually good with matches. <laughs> Not many times you have. A lot of matches on Raw. You had a lot of matches this time. Yeah, most of the time it's like you get a few matches and mostly promo. Yeah, I, I honestly I didn't watch uh, Extreme Rules or Raw <laughs> this week because I, I was I've, I'm, I I uh, I had to relocate this weekend, so I didn't really have a lot of time. And this is like the first yesterday and today were the first two true days that I was like able to relax a bit. So I did catch AEW. So I can definitely chime in more about that when we get uh, there. Uh, all right, then l- let me uh, fast forward since we're now talking about the PPV and uh, Raw. NXT basically was showcasing the females, and uh, basically right. Electra G stood out to me. She was fucking fantastic. She let you know exactly she has experience compared to uh, B-Fab. Be fab, honestly, all is good mic game, but she has not proven anything in that ring to me. Um, but in one outing, Electra Lopez just won me over. Plus, she's thick and yes, you okay over there? Yes, that's Lose. I said thick. She's Elo, <laughs> Elo from the block. No, but she, uh, in all honesty, she's uh, amazing. Uh, she she has growth potential. Mandy's with the wet hair. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but uh, she, that wet hair gimmick with the dark brunette and little, she added little like, blonde highlights to it. I'm like, Whew, okay. Okay, girl. Get it. Get it. I know where you're getting at. And she's basically re-stamping her, herself, which is Trish Stratus S. When uh, I say that, Trish yeah. Stratus came in as a fluff piece. TNA 
you know, manager. What happened after Trish Stratus got some training improving grounds? She became one of the baddest females ever to lace boots. And I said this about Mandy. If Mandy could get her work ethic up, she could be the next Trish 2.0 because she's that hot. And she could command a presence with just her features alone. Give her the mic skills. I think uh, Io Shiraz seems to be a pretty pretty good worker, too. I I I, love the high-flying stuff she does. I I think they're going to do a a split and throw Io on the main brand later on, on Friday, and have uh, Zoe keep working NXT. Because Io been ready. Io been ready. Oh, yeah. Yes, she has. I got And I think Raquel G may go to the main roster, too. Yeah, I'm getting a, that feeling too. I got a notification from Dylan Mesh. He informed me that his uh, phone overheated and shut off there at the end of the show. But he thanked <laughs> everybody for for letting him come on. So, yeah, rough. <laughs> the struggle, the struggles are real. But uh, NXT was actually a pretty dope show. It, it wasn't like I watched it for the matches, to be honest. And uh, it was Electra that stuck out. They're trying to push Braun Breaker to the moon, which he he has all the tools. But, man, it's like there's something that's not rubbing off the right way. Maybe it's his whole trying to be like his daddy gimmick with the, like, confetti straps and things of that nature. I would like him to be his own self. Not not his father, not his uncle, right. his own self. Um, but that's NXT. Now we're gonna go with you, gentlemen. Well, well, well what, what about uh, Rewind. uh, Bobby Fish? What do you mean, Bobby? Bo- Bobby, uh, that's what we're about to get into. Yeah. That. We're, we're about to get into yeah. that. I was thinking former. Ladies and gentlemen, Chill does not know what a segue is. <laughs> I was thinking former NXT. That's why he was when, 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 he, when, like, he heard, when he heard the segue, he was thinking of the scooter. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> but th- those are my hot topics for NXT. Now we're gonna move on to what everybody else been waiting on. Fuck this! I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> AEW. But this is the good part. AEW. <laughs> AEW. You see how he's moving right to me? He He's no longer the host. I'm, I'm, I'm controlling this. <laughs> Gentlemen, release a crack and tell me how you feel. I, I thought overall it was a great show. You know, the main event was really good and just, just, just seeing, like, again, just Sammy Guevara proving that he is a really great wrestler and an amazing athlete especially just that whole match with Miro just the way Miro operates is is always just so just like raw talent to see Sammy be able to keep up with him and keep the flow of the match going really well was just really cool and then what happened after the fact uh on on socials was pretty neat Dennis um I didn't watch any wrestling this week my job does not allow me to. I had I've had to be at work at like six in the morning every day. How so. the Ravens are? Ravens were fucking great. We looked like shit, but we won. Uh, hey, 
how, how's your Dude, heart that, after this past kid. Sunday? Look, my heart broke. My heart, my heart was broken a little bit, right? Because Justin Tucker missed a field goal in the beginning of the goddamn game, which that broke me because I'm a Tucker fan. I can give two shits about everybody else, but I'm a Justin Tucker fan. And Chio, no kiss. You want to kiss our ass? Chio commented in the group and said, "Kiss my ass." Um, <laughs> but. First off, I have to say my heart broke tonight. With the okay, okay. we we, we ain't got all day. Uh, Mikey, tell us about AEW. <laughs> AEW. Uh, you know, I saw up to where that promo was that Arn Anderson did, and then I got sidetracked and I didn't see the rest of the show. So I I got lucky. That oh, promo was everything. Oh, <laughs> that that promo was that everything. Was, uh, uh, like, yeah. he, he, he called Cody a little loser bitch. <laughs> he, he said, I will put somebody's brains on the concrete with his Glock. I'm like, yo, who, who gave him the script? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like. I was dying. That's what hell of a promo, Arn. Oh, yeah. Remind, reminded me of Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. Uh, uh, and after that, it took off. The memes. Everybody glossed. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> There's one with him and his wifey somewhere. I think at a gas station. He was like, this is as close as I'm going to get. I, I probably pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, like, no. The comment that's up on the screen. The answer is you, Chio. <laughs> well, technically you speaking, did. No, no, no. Technically speaking, he uh, didn't uh, book uh, us. Uh, uh, Pat jo- us. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. It's it's, pep- it's, it's Frankie Frizzo's fault. <laughs> Dennis is over here look, pulling an Eli Manning from Monday Night Football. Uh, hold up, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, whatever we say is never our fault. It's always Pat's fault because this is his show that yeah, he's never that's on. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but it's always Chio's fault. No, Chio, Chio can't take the blame because he Fuck has equipment. Fuck yeah, Pat's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I thought another great segment was um, I know it was right in the beginning with uh, you know Kenny Omega out there, and uh, him getting interrupted by uh, Brian Danielson, and then getting yeah. called Kenny No Balls, and the whole, <laughs> everybody was, look, saying I, it. I saw that replay. I saw that replay. Watch, for, watch for the T-shirt come soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh damn! I might have to get off. But uh, uh, AEW is awesome. Uh, AEW is always awesome, even if it has it is awesome lackluster matches. It's still <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just seen what uh Dennis posted. <laughs> Wait, what? Look in the group chat. Be like, it's a C from Ricky. <laughs> Ricky! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's from like uh what was it? Uh Boys in the Hood. Yeah, These Boys in the Hood. Got, uh, <laughs> These memes ain't gonna stop. Oh my lord. Listen, this his, is by his far career the has revived. 
this is the best meme that's hit the internet so far, okay? When you make fun of Boys in the Hood and you use that, and that's Cody Rhodes running away. Yeah, yeah. You did it. That Charles Bronson promo poster was pretty badass, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was great. That Death Wish poster? Dude, yeah. So good. <laughs> you, you know, like, right, one, back, one, one little promo took everything <laughs> and, and it, like, made it so bigger than anything. Just the fact that they had named the movie Brain Buster was so good. <laughs> What, what what what's gonna happen next week when Cody comes? You know how bad the booze are. Aunt oh. Anderson just called you a little bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. oh yeah, gonna be so he's gonna feel the wrath. That's what, that, that's Come what's on, gonna Lee. happen. You're the only one that listens to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lee's like, I just told Cody that I'm in a relationship. <laughs> I'm like, bro. <laughs> Like, uh, tonight, we are all over the place, people, because half of us didn't even watch none of the shows. I'm not the half. I watched all the programming. They they yell at me, and they tell me I need to watch and be current with the product. Listen, this is a slave unit. All right. Here's what's going to happen, folks that are watching. Uh, We're going to get through the month of October with our final Thursday night uh slam shows for uh our last four weeks of the month. Uh we got only one Breakfast and Buy Slam show which is gonna be on the ninth, but it's gonna be done here, not in studio. So uh it it's gonna be Saturday the ninth. Uh when when we were in studio we're do we were doing it at ten. Uh, gentlemen, do we still want to do it at 10 o'clock a.m., you know, here, or are we going to do 11 o'clock for that Saturday? Because cause coming, again? it's the 9th in two weeks, in, in two Saturdays, two Saturdays. Right. Well, because in studio, of interest is here. Because in studio, we were only at, 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 at 10 a.m. anyway. So if you want to do it at 10, we can do it at 10. Right. From home, you can do it from home. So, so- so here's my conflict of interests. All right. Um, I'm either A, going to be at an AC from the 8th, 9th, and 10th, clicking away on some photos at GSW because I'm trying to make it down there Okay. Um, for the whole weekend. Or B, I'm going to be at my niece's football game in, in Bethlehem and then all the way to go to watch some cosplay pro wrestling in Oaks. Okay. So you're going to do it via phone from on. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I don't care. But like I'm saying, Look, if, I'm, really, if, I'm, um, if I'm live from a football game, it's still a even if you're football, driving, if even, even, how even, if, even like that one time, if you're on the road in your car, chime yep. in. Just, just, you know, just keep your earphones ready, whatever. You know, like I said, we're going to go either 10 or 11 o'clock. What's good for everybody? Uh, wait, let me ask Austin. What uh, did. What are the show schedules for Saturday? Because I don't want to overlap on somebody well, else. Uh, Saturday, uh, Scrapple Boys is at nine. Okay, and, and Gobblers ten, and Gobblers at eight. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure he's Sunday. Okay, somebody's at eight o'clock. Is it Old Heads or 
Sullivan. It's usually the old heads. Wait, wait, but Sullivan switches hours on to Mondays, to Mondays now, and now. I think old school is <clears throat> Tuesdays. And what about Combat Misfits? Uh, they still do Sundays, and then also uh, they do Sunday mornings and Wednesday night. So Saturday's pretty much screwed over for everybody else. So, <laughs> so okay, so Scrapper Boys are in at from 9 to 10. Uh, why not we say 11, just so you can get out of studio and get home then if, if you need to be? Yeah, that would, that would probably work best for me. Okay, so Saturday, October 9th at... At uh, 11 a.m. will be our next uh, Breakfast and Buy Slams. And then come November, starting in November, we are going to go weekly on Sundays. And me and Dennis will flip-flop, even though I'll be here for each one. Dennis will host one week. I will host the other week. So that first Sunday will be Dennis's week. And then I'll, I'll be on the next one. Uh, T, I'll still come grab you on on the on those mornings. And as far as Thursdays, uh, in in uh, um, November, we'll go every other week. So basically, when you look at our schedule, it's pretty much like a Thursday night slam, two Sundays, a Thursday night slam, two Sundays. So it's one and then two, one and two. So. Uh, and the pop-ups is just popped up wherever the hell we are. Right, when you whenever least expect that, it. Whenever that happens. So, and that's yeah, our... I did that on Saturday. Or I did that on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, we did that Sunday morning. He 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 reached out to us. We like I was half dead because yeah, I had that really long I, I had that long day Saturday, and uh, it was just me, him, and uh, Mikey. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I was sitting there getting coffee ready, and I seen your message, and I'm like, "Yeah, what? what all right, even yeah. if we're only <laughs> on for twenty minutes, or thirty minutes, whatever, you know, we get a little something out there." Dennis was live at 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 the Keystone show, and and some of the talent kept popping in on the screen. So that so so that there was good. That was that awesome. Was good because you never know who's going to pop up on. Look, I got to talk about right. Sunday real quick. Okay. I really gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta address something that happened on Sunday. Let me just tell you how much of a professional gangrel is. This man threw his back out in California the night the day before, right? Still made the flight, still did the match in the worst body shape you could possibly think of. This man's walk to the ring it, it hurt me watching him get to the ring. And all he can keep saying after the match to um, Breaker Morant, uh, Breaker was, "I'm sorry. I wish I could have did better." And the only words out of my mouth were, "Is no, thank you, because you didn't have to wrestle. Yeah, like for you could have sat at home and not come because your health is way more important." And Kareem literally showed showed the message that he literally said it to him: "You, you, if you're hurt, you do not need to be here. It's so totally understandable." The man flew from California to Pennsylvania to wrestling match hurt. Absolute legend. The most yeah. unrealistic thing I could have ever saw. Like, first off, that was the first time seeing Gangrel wrestle in person besides like being at a WWE show and me taking photos was effing awesome. <laughs> He's without a doubt one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the locker room. He was so like he had no problem answering questions or or anything. Um, 
And then he even told he even said, make sure I get photos to him on Twitter and stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> it's gonna happen. But the fact that he still made the obligation to be there. So now, like, if when when people listen to this and all you younger kids in the business, when we tell you don't wrestle hurt, we do say that and we do mean it. But if you do wrestle hurt, understand it goes a long way to everybody that you still wanted to hold up to your end of the bargain and to your commitment to a show. Um, right. Yes, you're not gangrel, which is even bigger because some of these older, some of these guys and cats that have been doing this for 20 plus years don't have to. He still did it for the fans. He still did it for the workers. Um, that to me, dude, like that was mind boggling that he did that. And when I mean he was in rough shape, like you could tell that getting into the ring, he hurt. He was hurting by the walk, like. The grunt, the, the, he I'm was gonna, just not feeling it. I'm, 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 I'm just gonna guess. If we go to his podcast, I'm sure he's talking about it because, uh, because he has his own podcast and he pretty much he keeps it up to date. So, yep. uh, I forget the name. Of it. I think I, I might be fanging and banging or something like that. I think it is fanging and banging. Yeah, I, I forget if it's Sounds on Facebook. Right. I think it's on Facebook or YouTube. I think it's on Facebook though. Um, it might be on. It might be all the platforms. Like I'm yeah, gonna listen yeah. to TV has one recently. Yeah. But, but 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 dude, I, but the ones that I I heard so far, it's pretty much up to date stuff that what whatever's going on now in the world of wrestling he's discussing. So who knows? He probably the the discuss him being injured and still doing the yeah. the show probably. Um, that was one thing. The second thing, because I got I got to touch on the weekend because I was at indie shows just like you were, Geo. Yeah. Triple WA ran on Saturday night in Quaker Town. And they packed the place. Packed. Quakertown Farmers Market. So I gotta get I gotta say my hat's off to you, Dino Santa and Paul, um, for pulling that off. But it's because of who they had on the card. They had um AKA Zach Ryder, uh my whatever you wanna what I don't even I can't yeah. remember. Mac Cardona. Uh, Mac Cardona. Yeah, Mac no. Cardona. Dude was cool as shit. I thought he was tall as shit, but apparently he's like my height. So I kind of felt cool. He's not that tall. But down the earth guy, really cool dude. I heard all the types of things from these fans that they were so he was standing there, he was talking with them. It wasn't more it wasn't like a have a good day, have a good day. He legit wanted to have a conversation with you if you brought something up and he answered questions. But it was him versus Miami Maverick on Sunday on Saturday for the main event. And when I tell you Miami Mavic was nervous as hell. As hell. Like, this kid was literally pacing outside. He was like, it's really happening. This is really going to happen. What a, a, What the hell? Like, freaking out. And then goes out and delivers, without a doubt, the match of the night. 100%. Match of the month. I'll, I'll say match of the year for Triple WA. And I've been a lot of other shows. That definitely was match of the year. Those two delivered. Um, big ups. Uh, cause Cordona didn't win. He got beat. Um, <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yes. CCO, you got the same, you got the same energy as I did for that one, but it was cool to watch. Um, I didn't appreciate how, you know, I went there to take photos around ringside and I was like, oh, well, we got one photographer around ringside and a camera guy, but your photographer takes pictures like this. You want to know how he takes pictures? Instead of it looking like this, he was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen like half of his photos and they're crap. They're garbage. Complete shit. 
Jojo, we need a booker. Uh, Jojo. And I know, like, I don't work for Triple W anymore, so I really don't care. Like, I got respect for Dino and Paul and them and all the boys on the roster. I think, you know, all of them went out there and gave gave out, gave everything they could for their fans uh, for how big that night was for, for Dino and them. Um, so I got nothing bad to say about the matches. I was at, honestly, I was truly entertained the entire night. I was very surprised. Um, but... Yeah. Yeah, like I, 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 I gotta say, uh, big ups to um, WXWC4 because I went down to Port Monmouth and they it was uh, arts for autism, a lot of bikers, bands, arts and crafts. The whole show was outdoor and it was for autism, so it, it was really cool. They came out, they put about mm, eight matches on i believe eight or nine matches went on but you know and you know it, it wasn't it wasn't really many kids there at the time but there was a lot of bikers and they were loving it they were it they were so involved it was it was an afternoon show and it, it went off without a hitch uh i managed to do a favor for uh invictus by uh bringing both sound systems that weekend so i Left here early in the morning, got there at 9 a.m., hooked the first sound system up, left it there at the building, went down to uh, uh, C4. I, I, I did their show. After the show, I quick packed up, threw it in the back of my truck, drove back to Invictus, which was like an hour north, made it there uh, just after the doors opened up. I got Because the bell time was 5 o'clock, I got there about 4.15, so I was able to get up on the stage. I had to line up because the uh, dark matches started at, at, at 4.30. So I had 15 minutes to quick get situated. So I quick hooked my laptop up, got the card, went. I had to go through all the music and everything, make sure I had everything queued up. Uh, there was a couple of hiccups where some of the songs wouldn't work properly, so I had to play them on a different player. But other than that, the, the card... Uh, was being filmed and taped for IWTV. Uh, so we had a great crew there who I love working with. Guys from GoPro as well as Xander doing on the, on the lighting. Uh, we, as always, us three groups together, we kill it. And uh, JoJo was there doing her pictures at ringside too as well. So so we basically, we all did our thing. And uh, hey, it, it, I had a good time because by the time I got home, it was about Mm, roughly about 11, I think. So I got home about 11. So I, I was thinking I was going to get home like 12, 1 o'clock, but I was happy that I got home that early. And when I seen your message in the morning time, I'm like, okay, I'm not that much dead that I got to sleep in a little bit. Plus, then I took care Plus, I took care of Andre's cage. Yeah, that's right. Andre in a cage. Andre cage. You get it? But Andre the Guinea Pig. Yeah. We got you. I, I just we, like saying Andre in a cage. Yes. I had a battle like, with him. Like, look, I was exhausted as shit on Sunday. I did not want to drive anywhere. Like, I only went there. Originally, I went there because Batista said, hey, I'm working a show on Sunday. Yeah. You should come. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, maybe we can film, you know, Reap the Future with Dennis Reaper that day. But, um, I got there at like ten thirty, and the show was at two, and the ring wasn't there yet. Ah, 
I even outfitted <coughs> Ring up, and I was in like nice clothes. But it was like it was all right. It was fun. Like, a little hectic. It was at a bar though. That that was interesting. I I got two beers while we were doing the podcast, and then like <laughs> they kept giving me these little like cups for free alcohol. So I mean, like, I'm not gonna argue free alcohol. Free alcohol. Right. But um, yeah, and uh, it was definitely a definitely a long day. Like I honestly didn't think anybody was wanting to do I podcast on Sunday. I uh, well. Besides us wrestling, how was your guys' weekends? Anything interesting besides football? No wrestling shows for y'all? Nah, I just was yeah, moving. Really oh, you were moving. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? We're soon about to hit the two-hour mark. Uh, like I said, we got the new schedule coming up. So we're going to pretty much end this night early. Uh, I actually had fun chatting with, with Dylan. You know, we 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 love helping the new young talent to get to get somewhat kind of a exposure to to help them possibly get more recognition. If we can help, great, great, and we like having the vets on as well, so they can tell their stories as well. So, um, so guys, any final um, thoughts or anything you like to say to the people out there? Let's go around, uh, T. If you're going to try professional wrestling, make sure that you know your backs are correct. <clears throat> All right. Mikey. Uh, yes. Tune in to our show that we're going to do from home on October 9th at 11 a.m. Breakfast and Bias Slam, the PG show. Breakfast. <laughs> yes. All right. Dennis. Uh, let's see. What do I have? Let me look at my calendar real quick. Um, well, the only thing I can plug is ACPW in Media PA at the Media Community Center on October 23rd, where I'm facing you don't know, a guy named Kirby. Something (laughs) named Kirby? I don't know him. All right, we'll go with that. I gotta talk nice about the guy, but I don't really know anything about the guy. I got to do my research, but hey, be there, be square, because, you know, you never know what kind of weapon I might use on somebody that day. All right. Austin. Uh, Scrapple Boys every Saturday, 9 a.m. Hey, there you go. Uh, Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, Chio here. Uh, You're tuning into Thursday Night Slam. Uh, Thursday nights at 9.05, starting in... uh, uh, November, it'll be bi-weekly, and we will put the schedule out. You all see that. And as well as uh, weekly during uh, doing Breakfast and Body Slam Sundays at 11. And pop-up pipe bombs whenever we feel like doing it. Uh, anytime, anywhere with anyone. Uh, simply go to bodyslams.pro, click on the podcast page, and... You can like, share, comment, and subscribe to all of our social medias, such as Facebook, YouTube. Twitch, Twitter, uh, Instagram, as well as you can go on there and view all of our past shows as well. They are in playlists as well. If you're on the go, whether you're uh, riding a bike and you got your cell phone headphones on, you're in the car. If you got Spotify, iTunes, uh, Amazon, whatever, I'm sure we might be on it. 
uh, you can tune in and listen to us while you're on the go as well. Uh, for everyone here for Thursday Night Slam, this is the Body Slams podcast team here. Dennis, Mikey, Austin, <clears throat> T, and myself. Pat's at home listening, breaking down the notes, telling how much he hates us. No, Pat's sleeping <laughs> and crying about the Yeah. Yeah. And the um, Flyers and the Sixers and the, and the Eagles and, uh, and the Union. Flyers, I have no concern about. It's preseason. Exactly. Uh, the Union so, are undefeated in four straight. So let's, 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 let's talk about that off, off podcast. We'll have a chat about that. Yes. So, oh, by the way, Dennis Reaper's coming out with his own hot sauce, just so you all know. All right. Yeah, all right. So, so, uh, if you're not only a pro wrestling fan, but you like other sports as well, check out all the members at the Devereaux Sports podcast teams as as far as uh, the Gobbler Inc., the Sullivan Squad, the Old Head, the Scrapple Boys, the Combat Misfits. Did I miss anyone, Austin? And we don't have redheaded stepchild no more until we get oh, one yeah, back. Oh, yeah, that's everyone. Yeah, well, yeah, short and sweet. Conversions de lucha yeah. libre. Yeah, the, our affiliate over in Puerto Rico, as well as the guys at the Tornado Tag Podcast and the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. For everyone here, I'm Gio, uh, and this is he Thursday is. Night. And this is Thursday Night Slam, and we are the Body Slams Podcast. Peace <laughs> out. Yeah. Yay, love you. Yay. I gotta end the broadcast. <laughs> Bye. Anytime. Anytime. I, I know. I'm thinking anytime. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's still 